Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. You are now listening to episode 191 of the Material Podcast, and I am Andy Anatko. And I am Florence Ion. Uh, we're we're doing we're doing a special episode of Material After Dark. So if you've got if you've got some like smooth baseline like jazz to play in the background, like boom, 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 like because it's after midnight where I'm recording. It is well after dinner time because uh, we both have had a pretty big day. Flo has had a bigger day than I did because today, uh, earlier today, we had the Samsung event with various phones with the number 10 on them were released. And suddenly all the world's problems just faded away because we had new shiny objects to focus on. And uh, so I, I, the, the first question I have, we'll, we'll talk all about like the announcements oh, like yes, after, the, after, after the ad, but uh, as, uh, as a journalist, as a fellow journalist, uh, there's the most important question. Did they feed you and was it finger food or did they have like those really great mini sandwiches like Microsoft usually has at their events? Andy, they had poached chicken and like quiche cakes. There you go. I kid you not. They, it was a very interesting event. It was a very, I, I do, I'm, I'm going to save it for the main, the main event, but I will say that, uh, it was quite an event. <laughs> uh, now, they held it at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium, which is one of the biggest venues in San Francisco. And that's usually where they host, like, for those of you that listen to electronic dance music or EDM, you might know such acts as Tiesto. Uh, that's typically <laughs> where they have, like, the really big, boomy acts. And um, I don't particularly like the venue because I don't think the acoustics are that great in there, but the bass is pretty good. So, you know, you you give and you take. I guess you just kind of go there for specific genres. Yeah, um, I mean, like boom it's, boom music. It, it's a, a, I mean, it's a legendary rock club, and it's San Francisco in 2019, which means that they've kind of banned rock and roll and dancing uh, to make more spaces available for big tech events and corporate events. Uh, and I, I was only watching uh, like the live stream after it was live, but it, it seemed like this venue was absolutely working against every honest and sincere attempt each one of those presenters was making to create excitement because it would be like you could you could almost see that on the prompters there would be like the the phrase in parentheses hold for applause like and so we have and so we're excited to pronounce for the first time the samsung folding galaxy s10 that crickets 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 and then he would like sort of raise his hands and then everybody would kind of start applauding Like probably because of like the size of the venue where it's kind of hard to get everyone together or maybe they just weren't taking Apple's advice and saying, make sure that the first 13 rows are always packed with about eight to nine hundred Apple employees. That is the thing. They only had one section for influencers. Yeah. <laughs> they were all wearing like white sweatshirts and uh, yelling when they were supposed to. I'm assuming when they were instructed. The rest of us were all just uh, here's the thing, folks that are listening. A lot of people are on their way to Barcelona right now for another show called Mobile <laughs> yes. World Congress. And this is typically when Samsung does like the big to-do about its flagship. Instead, what it did is this year it had an event. Now, 
Okay, I understand this is a Google podcast, but I promise this is all related. We will get to why this is all related besides the whole Android thing. <laughs> but it is related because Samsung is an important player in this in this sphere and has helped propagate the Google Android operating system. So that's why we pay mind to them. Anyway, so it's... I forgot what I was saying. Say something, Andy. <laughs> well, well uh, <laughs> see, it just, it just, I, I felt myself having so much sympathy for these presenters because, I, again, I, I would say that that's, that's pretty exciting. The first, again, I'm, I'm as detached and unemotional, but I would, I, as, as, as a journalist is supposed to be. Also, I'm old. I've been doing this for multiple decades, and so I'm jaded as hell. But I would still think that, wow, we're going to see something we have never seen before, which is a folding OLED screen, a, a phone-sized device that actually literally unfolds into a tablet, and that was getting nothing. And then it seemed like four or five minutes later, they mentioned that it was available in four colors, and boom, that got the big immediate cheer. So it's it's hard to know like where people's where where the dopamine triggers are in that audience's head, or if, again the the or the, the fact that they were on this there, there were these there were flies these people in the middle of a huge screen that went to the back wall and then underneath their feet. So it was people were always looking at this screen. I'm I'm saying they Michael Jackson himself pre scandal would have had a difficult time like holding and grabbing the attention of that audience. Okay, but but back but back to the food. The, so the so uh, bacon wrap things. Well, let, let, let's just give me one second because my, my my one of my one of my Google smart speakers is going on about something. We we don't have to delete this, but I have to No, 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 uh, no. Jim no. prepare to mute something. Do I still want to make bacon wrapped smokies? No, thank you. Bacon wrapped smokies. Okay, there you go. <laughs> bacon wrapped smokies. That sounds absolutely indulgent. Um, are we? I what don't are, know if we're going to leave this in. Smokies, anyway. Are we talking about like smoked sausages? Hang on, I got, I got a bacon wrapped. You know smokies. what? When other podcasts do this on their podcast, sometimes I'm like, "Hey, let's roll with it." So I don't know. Maybe we should just roll with this one, Jim. Just let okay, the so audience in on the madness of Andy and Flo. Time consuming, but well worth it. The brown sugar and bacon grease combine beautifully and give Ooh. each a, such a great taste. On all recipes, allrecipes.com. Sugar. So it so it literally literally is like a like a, a can of like little Smokies wrapped in bacon. Uh, there you go. Beef cocktail wieners, <laughs> sliced bacon, brown sugar. Ooh, and it's only three steps. So, Preheat the oven wow. to 325. Refrigerate two-thirds of the bacon until needed. Uh, it is easier to wrap the wieners with cold bacon. Wrap each cocktail wiener with a piece of bacon and secure right. with a toothpick. Place on a large baking sheet. Sprinkle brown sugar generously over all. Wow. Bake generously. 40 minutes until the sugar is bubbly. Wow. Bubbly. There Generous sugar. Yeah, see, this is this again. We're getting back to how difficult it is it is for Samsung or any company because, hey, wow, we got four new phones and one is like a new device category never seen before. But three new phones. Well, potato, potato. Three and a half new phones. But what what I'm getting at is that now we've set up. If we if we had ended the show with this recipe for bacon wrapped Smokies, 
a, 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 a an appetizer or that a or a pass around horse devour that I had never heard of before, but now cannot get out of my head. Nobody listening to this podcast, if they are non-vegetarian, if they have ever tasted bacon or meat before, no one is going to be thinking about anything but these bacon wrapped smokies. I might I kind of like now have to make them just so we can talk about them next week, just for for a payoff. I had a health healthy tomatillo turkey soup with like mint in it. So I'm very like, okay, I'm sorry to all the vegetarians <laughs> out there that we are just. <sighs> there is no, uh, there's nothing. Uh, we're not dissing vegetarianism at any, at, at any point. I No, uh, no, no. I just, I feel bad, you know, for like putting it out there because I'm putting this content into people's ears, you know, and they don't, they don't consume it. They shouldn't have to consume it their ears either. Mm. I'm so tired, everyone. It's been a really long day. Um, if Andy, it, can I? Sh- if, yes. it, if, it, if it helps, <laughs> yes. like I was at the opening of the very first Apple store. That's where I met and had my one major interaction with Steve Jobs. And oh. it was because Steve Jobs were there that all the hors d'oeuvres were vegetarian. Really? It was an interesting, it was a confident choice given that they were, he was, tr- that Apple was trying to promote the idea that this was a good idea right in the face of like other computer companies having tried to do company stores and failed. Gateway had some, had just recently shut down all of its stores. If you give us a bacon wrapped thing, or even if we just know that somewhere there is somebody with a tray of bacon wrapped, whatever, or little quiches like circulating around the room that puts us in the receptive mood, particularly because this was, I remember it was 6 PM. And like the reason why I had this extended interaction with Steve Jobs was because everybody else was like at dinner and I decided that, well, the event starts at six, I'm just going to get there early because I bet there'll be food there. Wow. Wow, Andy. And then you had that, that chance interaction with Steve Jobs. That's kind of an incredible story. I love that. Um, But, you know, I do kind of agree with uh, the late Jobs's choice to have vegetarian food served because oftentimes it is the safest choice. I always prefer like a yeah, vegetarian exactly. leaning cuisine or or a spread because it's a safe choice. Not only, you know, because meat, sometimes you don't know where it's coming from or what it's going to do, <laughs> but, uh, but also because sometimes it's just easier to, to just not deal with the meat, you know, just... Right. Just keep it simple. Just keep it veggies and and starches. Well, also, you, um, you know that there's going to be a subset of people that will not eat meat, but the people who uh, have meat in their diet are capable of eating delicious exactly. vegetarian appetizers. So exactly. That does solve a problem. Like dogs, cats. On the other hand, I, I would be really, really upset if they were serving dog or cat meat. Either like no, butchered no, pets or dog or cat <laughs> oh, food. Lord. I would know that they've got some problems with their bookkeeping if they're opening cans of little friskies. Andy, can I show you my new Sorry. toy? Yes, please. Yes, you did. <laughs> you did come home with a lovely parting gift. I understand. I did. I I came home with a pill. <laughs> It's it's a really big pill to swallow. Uh, and what's actually inside the pill are two other little pills, which are actually probably swallowable. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a headline on a tech blog someday soon. Uh, this is and now this is a terrible thing for me to put into the world. Uh, child swallows galaxy buds. Uh, sorry, just kidding. We don't want to put that into the world. But yeah, I got the galaxy buds as a thank you gift for coming to the event. I haven't tried them yet. I haven't even tried putting them in my ear. I've just been honestly opening, opening and closing the little pillbox that they come in because it's incredibly satisfying. 
it's just like this really satisfying snap, you know, and it's like, and you can feel the magnet in there. Yeah. And you know what else is amazing is that, let's see if the magnets, there's magnets also (laughs) holding the earbuds in. Yes, you're you're holding... they're they're holding them up on the top of the case. You're you're opening the case upside down. They're clinging to the roof as though they fear death if they let go. They're so tiny. Look at these. Yay. They're eensy. See, they are they are I mean, you could swallow this. This this is your esophagus could fix this in there. <laughs> or wait, oh wait, or is God, it the don't d- get, don't don't give like YouTube creators ideas. <laughs> um this is a night show, folks. It the, gets yeah, weird the, here. It Samsung gets weird Galaxy silly. Buds Challenge. Oh, no. Uh, powered by AKG. Because <laughs> that's what it says on the box. I'll tell you, so, you, you will have an AKG, both upper and lower GI, if you do swallow these. T- t- take my word for this. You also will not want to put it in your ear afterward, because if there's one opening in your body more disgusting than your ear hole, I'm not going to finish that sentence because I don't need to. Exactly. Uh, such a different vibe in the evening. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about these buds. So they come in their own little charging pack. As I said, they look like a little pillbox. They have adaptive dual mics. So there's one on the outside and one on the inside for each of the buds. And so the outer mic is used to capture your voice dominantly. And then the inner mic captures your voice when the environment around you gets louder and it needs to, you know, it needs to be physically closer to your mouth or i suppose it's technically it's reading the inside of your brain and getting the sound that way headbone conduction or something i'm i'm making okay i'm making that last part up but i'm just kind of imagining it um samsung said five hours of call time six hours of music when i said that to my husband he said that's it (laughs) uh so that's his uh that's his assessment of the situation uh these are bixby integrated I haven't set them up because it requires use of the Smart Things app. That's what it says on the yeah. box. And I saw that and I was like, uh, I'll deal with these later. Because I saw that, I was like, uh, I don't want to That's that's typical. Like every every time I have to review or evaluate something Samsung, it's like how many accounts am I going to have to sign up for? How many fake email addresses am I going to have to create in Gmail in order to just pair these earbuds with my phone? <laughs> how, I think how, many, how many pages yeah. of user agreements and privacy contracts am I going to have to scrutinize yeah. just to be able to hear podcasts from my phone through the Samsung device? Yes. So, fun fact, I actually a couple nights ago went on a – so, like, when I'm having – when I'm really stressed or I'm having a hard time, I shop because I'm a consumerist. I'm a millennial. <laughs> I like instant gratification. These are the things that happen when you were raised in the suburbs as I was around malls and just knowing that those things could bring you instantaneous feelings of wonder. So I bought a bunch of random Xiaomi stuff from AliExpress. <laughs> Because I was just thinking to myself, you know, these brands are like so big outside of the United States, Xiaomi in particular, and I've been curating a list of all like the weird stuff that comes up in searches. And so I bought a travel power drill. It's like this, this, (laughs) it's like a, it's like a size of a pen, right? (laughs) Travel power drill. (laughs) So it's, 
like the size of a pen and it comes with the different screwdrivers for like taking apart computers and stuff, but it's a power screwdriver. Excuse me, not a power drill. It's a power screwdriver. Not a power drill. slightly less weird, but still on the weird spectrum. Yeah. So it's the size of a pen. So I was like, Ooh, this is, this is going to be interesting. So I bought that. Um, and then I also bought, uh, a like one bud <laughs> it's like a one xiaomi bud and it's you know it's like a bluetooth headset but you can listen to music through it you could take your calls through it because i was thinking like this is what i could wear like when i go to the grocery store and i want to listen to music <laughs> in one ear and like have my other ear open in case people talk to me and to like hear what's going on you know because i like to be distracted in one ear so anyway now i'm now i guess i'm comparing no, AliExpress is pretty cool. I, I use it. I use it a lot, and not just for buying things. Oftentimes, someone will like pitch me on like, "Oh, we've got this great Kickstarter, and just check it out." You might consider. And I so almost, you go to AliExpress. So, so, well, I, I, well, I almost never like promote a Kickstarter because they're almost always just garbage. Or they're either garbage or they're something that you will be able to buy freely. <laughs> With, without any risk whatsoever mm-hmm. whenever it ships uh but uh, it's always oh wow that's a really great innovative de- de- design for a folding travel bluetooth keyboard he said while he's typing aliexpress.com search folding bluetooth keyboard like oh there it is units for at nine dollars and 17 cents per unit in units of 100 and you're, you're on, and this person's kickstarter is looking for eighty thousand dollars or already funded at one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and even so they will probably blow their deadline by at least four or five months yeah it's but i uh, I will I will say this is nothing to do with Android, but hey, this is this this is this is material after dark. Uh, so I found we get I, really weird. There is so so I found a, a whole bunch of like companies through AliExpress that will print huge photo prints on canvas for ah. like what. Over here, you would pay for like maybe an eleven by right. seventeen, and so I and the and the great thing about and you probably have this experience too with the like pen sized uh, electric screwdriver. It's like I have a f- good feeling. There's a sixty percent sixty percent chance this is total garbage, but for six dollars and twelve cents, free shipping included, and I'll have to wait about a month for it. I'm willing to gamble six dollars and twelve cents just to see how well it works. It's twelve dollars <laughs> and, and have. Okay, but and, and, and kind of so <laughs> so people know. So th- so so this one was like about I don't know about uh, forty inches by twenty six inches, like a, a canvas print, and sixteen dollars. And I said, okay, I thought this is probably not going to be very good at all, but it's worth sixteen dollars to see. <laughs> like how how long will it take? Will I even get it? Will mm-hmm. it be? Like really, really terrible. When I check back on this site two months after I get it, is this going to be like, hey, hey, but am I going to see a copy of my photo as one of the prints you can buy, like pre-made? Uh, and it was actually very, very good. Uh, so much so that now I'm sort of planning. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of planning out solutions to decorating problems that I have, like in my house, because again, it has those huge, huge, like 110 year old ceilings, which means that if you have a space that you don't know what to do with. You can't just like put your high school diploma against the wall because it will make that that achievement seem even less significant because it will still have six feet of wall on top of it. But I can, I now have this, this 
this photo of a piece of architectural sculpture that I took like five years ago and I just grabbed off of Flickr as a, something just to, to send this company. It's now like this huge mural sized print that's hanging like over on the wall over my like 60 inch TV it fills out the space nicely. And I went, uh, <laughs> I've, I'm actually making myself a hunting list of pieces of art in Boston museums that I want to steal in order to make beautiful prints of like there's a huge the, the Boston Public Library is f- filled with these huge gorgeous murals and so I didn't sneak in there I just was in there like I, that's where we record um uh, NPR like every every other week or so so after the show went up there with my camera and a tripod I took what turned out to be uh, a 70 something megapixel photo of this mural with like just by taking with a zoom lens all the way to maximum so you can see individual brush strokes and then piecing them together in Photoshop. So now I have this what has turned into like a 50 something megapixel <laughs> mural sized scan of it that I'm touching up that will become a six foot by like two foot print that will go someplace interesting. So yeah, go go to AliExpress. At least, at least it's it's not like uh, spending money at B and H Photo, which really can add up. If you've if you've got a credit card with a high limit, you want to stay away from like Adorama and these other really high end sort of places because you can do. Don't damage. remind me. Don't remind me. Don't remind me. Uh, if you wanted to do some damage with some of these buds, by the way, they're one hundred thirty bucks. It's not bad. <laughs> Just so you know. Uh, and I'll, I will be trying these out, wearing them, testing them, probably write about them somewhere. Okay. So, so, so <laughs> next, next week I will have, I will have a review of this bacon wrapped Smokies recipe and you'll talk about, we'll, we'll each put our thing in the, in our ears and see which ones, at least my ears will, will smell like hickory smoked maple bacon. Exactly. Whereas so your will smell like South Korean commerce. By the way, they had mineral water at the event. Chilled. Okay. Chilled and ready. In, in in bottles or you have like... In glass bottles. Okay. No, no, no. no, no this, this wasn't a recycling thing. This was a... No, no, oh, no. Thank you for the little like wide little yeah, plastic no. cup that I'm definitely going to kick over and go onto the power plug with. I really need something I can put a cap on and put it in my pocket. Thank you very exactly. much. Exactly. We're hard to please. Give me free water and I'll complain about the container you give me the it's free because water. because it's a hard job. I mean, look how tired I am and delirious. Yes. This is going to be a very interesting podcast. Uh, we we should get to our first ad before we talk more yes. about Samsung. We will talk about content after we talk about our first advertiser. Content. Oh, <laughs> yes. This episode of Material is brought to you by our brilliant friends over at Pingdom. Pingdom is brilliant because they help you keep your sites and the sites you love online. Pingdom monitors your site so that you don't have to and gives you real-time feedback so you know exactly what's going on at all times. The internet is awesome, but stuff does break all the time. Pingdom detects around 13 million outages every month. That's more than 400,000 outages every day. It doesn't matter if you're a startup or a Fortune 500 company. You need alerts about any critical website issues. Pingdom will let you customize how you are alerted depending on the severity of an outage. Plus, they'll track and analyze your website's load time so you can see what's affecting the user experience. If you have a site of any size, you need Pingdom. And Pingdom has a no-fuss approach to getting started. All they need is the URL that you want to monitor, and they will take care of the rest. 
So go to pangnum.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you sign up, use our code MATERIAL at the checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and the Relay FM network. Okay, well, I decided I, I went, th- <laughs> I did the post live cast of the Samsung event. Um, obviously, well, and I, I thought that was kind of more interesting breaking it down by new ideas we're seeing in the 2019 Galaxy line as opposed to individual models uh going th- and going through just quickly hitting individual models you got you got your Galaxy S10e at the bottom of the range at 749 bucks the Galaxy S10 the Galaxy S10 plus which is like the the the, the famous Samsung super duper phone uh then you got your Galaxy S10 5G price to be announced and then you get the magical mystery mystery uh Galaxy Fold that's taking headlines by oh $1980 for a phone look how out of touch the industry is when actually $899 for the S10 and $999 for the S10 plus that's not that much better uh but uh, so but it's a it's a good wide range of stuff but it's more interesting for i thought there was a lot of really good new technologies and new design ideas that were kind of scattered across these things so uh first up let's talk about the the folding screen uh samsung decided to call this phone the galaxy fold which uh, honestly kudos to them because it could have been like the galaxy f i'm sure i'm sure that they were kicking around ideas like the the galaxy origami or the galaxy crane like no it's the folding phone we'll call it the galaxy fold um and so you got your it's uh uh, do they did they have these out like on the show floor for people to look at or was it just on stage Okay, so all we got hands-on with was the Galaxy S10e, S10, S10+. Plus. The S10 5G does not exist until later right. this year. Um, I think the only people who have pictures of that are outlets that were pre-briefed on... Uh, sorry. Any, any, anybody <laughs> that, who had a YouTube industry? video this afternoon set in what is supposed to be a swanky New York apartment, but is clearly just a set that yes, they built somewhere you. behind... <laughs> the venue. It, yes. That's that's how the sausage made is made, everyone. Um, and then the Galaxy Fold was basically just I mean, it was there because if anybody who watched the event, if you watched it online or maybe you followed along afterwards, um, there were a couple of demos that happened with folks sitting in like this little made up uh, little YouTube studio. It was like a little made up YouTube studio. And when it was time for their demo, that would be projected onto the big screen. Oh, right. The the, the white space sort uh of. That uh, white space was on the stage. It was just like a specifically made uh, spot. So those were real demos that were happening in real, real time. And that was the only time we actually saw any of that stuff. And then for like a brief second when it was in DJ Co's hand, and I was sitting close enough within eyesight to see it, like, with plain eyes. Unfortunately, I couldn't really capture it with, like, my Pixel 3. Um, I didn't have a zoom lens. But, again, this is definitely... The Galaxy Fold is for the Samsung lover. Love her. Yeah. The Samsung lover. <laughs> uh, the person who is 
hopelessly devoted who Samsung can do no wrong or they're just really, really into the idea of being a first adopter of the of a foldable phone. Yeah. I think it would be really interesting to hear from the people who are forking out money as kind of like a hobby. <laughs> I, I don't think that came out right. I'm so tired, well, by the well, way. Russell, like our, our, our friend and former podcaster, Russell Ivanovich, I'm sure that he has said it would be irresponsible for us as a company, particularly as an important podcast app sure. company, not to, to not buy to one develop. of these yes. so that we can have it as a test bed. After all, mm -hmm. this is the convertible phone is indeed a, and a, a Google Android sanctioned form factor. It's true. It, it is now. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely true. Um, <laughs> after Samsung made the announcement, I just really, I don't know. I didn't you know, see it. It's so so. Uh, it's it looks a little bit ungainly. Uh, it's uh, imagine a checkbook. I mean, it's, it looks like it's about the size of a checkbook. Only like three or four checkbooks because it's very very thick. But like in thickness, it looked like it was about the size of two like 2018 Galaxy phones stacked one on top of the other, except it has a kind of a cool Which hinge. is not too bad. Which, which is not too, not too is bad, not I have to game. say, it's, compared to like the ZTE Axon M, oh yeah, which well, was that, that, that a one was, flunky piece of hardware. It just looked ridiculous. It looked like a yeah. demo piece after all. But it, it is thick enough to actually have a nice bold Samsung logo on the spine of the thing. Uh, but the so the form factor it's you got your it's a four point six inch it's a, a conventional phone with a single four point six inch display when it's folded up, which means that it's got lots of black space on the above the top of the screen and lots of back black space on the bottom of the screen. But then when you open it, it reveals a seven point three inch roughly square display. Uh, another thing, but one of the things I kind of was impressed by it, and again, this was not only a demo. Just to put to, just to make sure we set perspective set uh, expectations correctly. Not only was it a demo, it was a demo where absolutely nobody was allowed to touch this thing, except for like two people, which except was for DJ like Co and the guy demoing. Uh, I'm it. sorry, no, no one, no one outside <laughs> the stage. Because I was expecting to see like maybe one of like the top three phone bloggers, was like Marcus Brownlee, would find himself again in a fake new york city apartment studio and at least be able to hold it but i have not seen a single video anywhere and that would have been primed to drop uh, early whoops so i'll again take this with a grain of salt i was impressed that they were willing to demonstrate set the expectation in the demo of hey look i've got i've got a google result with google maps and i've got the google maps app open in my phone in the phone configuration but now i want to see it in more detail so now i open it up and it's not as though there is a black screen and then a little blink and then it's there it's like they open it up and it's as if it was already preparing the tablet size or tablet style view of Facebook or Google Maps or Spotify or whatever. So there was no delay whatsoever. And it did look like it was a very useful size screen. So if I were much more mobile oriented, if I were saying, gosh, I just wish I had a phone that had a slightly larger screen, I'm taking this 9.3 inch, 9.7 inch iPad with me wherever I go because I sometimes just need a little extra space just mm -hmm. for watching movies or just for answering email, that would be a credible idea to me. It doesn't look, didn't look ridiculous. I also was examining it like the Zabruder film because <laughs> this is the only 
video, the only pictures we have of the functioning device. And I thought I saw like a shallow little crease in the middle of the screen that as soon as it's really, really, as soon as the screen is really, really lit up, it was hard to notice. But when the screen was a little bit dimmer, it's like you could see a little bit of a depression in the middle there. I don't know whether that's something that is going to be ironed out, ha ha ho ho, in the official release, or if that's just something you're going to deal with, or if it's something that doesn't even really matter when you're actually using it. But that was sort of interesting to to, to look at. Um, it's... Uh, they, the the other cool thing I thought they did, and again, in, in terms of demo, was uh, by default. I think the big hit is going to be again. You're in you're in Spotify or you're in YouTube. You open up the screen and now you're watching this movie in a big screen mode. But you could also do three up, uh, three at a time app multitasking, where if you imagine this square seven point three inch screen is divided into thirds, the left two thirds is sort of like a large tablet view, and the remaining third is two let's say 2013 sized phone screens, like one above the other. So you can have, uh, so you can have like Google docs writing a document or, or your mail writing on one thing, but also have Spotify in one and have like a, a WhatsApp going in another, which I thought was an interesting way to sort of make good use of all that display. I didn't, I have to say that I didn't see anything that was ridiculous about it, except for the price, which I could even sort of justify, giving that this is really this is this has never really been done before. We have no idea how much these screen these screens cost, how many of them they have to throw away before they get one that passes inspection. Uh, the they uh, it will come with uh, twelve gigabytes of RAM, so you're not going to run out of we're not going to run out of application RAM. Uh, 512 gigs of storage so you could justify it as wow i am really why do i do feel as though i can leave behind my uh my windows surface tablet because i barely use it at all and it's only because i need a larger screen some of the time um i did think it was weird that there was no s pen because if you think about the most natural device samsung makes for a pen how cool it would be to have this thing to be able to actually write on it and draw on it. Oh boy. This is the year of the note 10. (laughs) This is the year of the note 10. Oh my gosh. You know, it's also worth noting by the way that they, they uncurved the S 10. So the actual S 10 is not like the, the edges are no longer chamfered or however you say it. (laughs) I can never say that word. Um, they're, they're no longer just like that nice little curve on the sides. Like, you know, like they're just kind of going down and I, well, that's okay. They, they weren't really doing anything with that curve anyway. Yeah. It was just making it harder to use the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, so I'm saying the S10 is like a little bit easier to use. Um, I don't know. So, okay. Back to this foldable phone. I would not, I mean, if, listen, if you have money to burn on this thing, Honestly, I think you could use your money for better things. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, for, yeah. you know, you do you really want to, like, is that what you want your claim to fame, your claim to fame to be? Is I was the first one with the foldable phone? I don't know. Well, it's, yeah, when I usually, not that I, not that buying this phone was anywhere on my possibilities list, but usually uh, even when I'm trying to figure out how to recommend something to people, 
I always think, okay, well, let's let's just look at this uh, academically. That let's say that uh, it's not that I want to buy the Galaxy Fold. Let's just say that I've got two thousand dollars to spend on a solution to the problem of I've uh, I don't want right. to have to walk around with a laptop wherever I go. It's like, okay, so let's start off by saying let's buy the t- let's buy close to the top of the line Galaxy S10 or wait for the Galaxy S10 Note with the S Pen. And now I will still have $600 left over. So now you've got money left over for a small size tablet, which you'll certainly be able to take with you when you go places, or you'll have room for certain accessories or services that will kind of lighten your load or lighten the burden of not traveling with a notebook. It's, uh, it's, I, I don't, again, I don't think it's ridiculous given what kind of a device it is, given that this is the first device of its kind, and that there are a great number of people who will spend $800 on a sweater, for God's sake. Uh, that there are, pe- there are people for whom an extra $1,000, there, there, there are people for whom even $1,000 for a phone is ridiculous. Uh, or even $1,200 for a phone is ridiculous. But as the iPhone 10 proved, there are also plenty of people for whom the extra $250 or extra $300 was not even something they really had to think about. And I'm sure there are other people who are kind of in the same mindset. Um, I hope that these are the sort of people who also don't mind that this thing breaks after eight months or <laughs> has to be like swapped out two or three times uh, or that the software doesn't because the really OLED work panel. well. Yeah, I mean that's that's well, and we'll get to this again with the uh, in-display ultrasonic fingerprint reader, but uh, of other uh, that other these other devices have. But uh, Sam, I don't associate Samsung with getting new hardware features right right out of the gate. I associate with them having a shipping target and making that target, and then either using the next year to either improve it to the point which it should have been at the original release date. Or shipping the thing that they actually wanted to ship instead of this stopgap measure. Like Face ID, you know that they did not have Face ID right. But they decided this would be a good thing to have during the Galaxy S8 demo. So let's just have, let's just say that we've got this feature. And it didn't really work. And the first time they had fingerprint readers, it kind of worked, but kind of really didn't. So anytime the Samsung comes out right. with something that's brand brand new that's hardware based first yeah yeah i don't i i don't know that it's junk i'm saying that i have to keep uh, whenever i write or speak about it i have to say keep in mind that they might not really have it working as well as it would <laughs> if it were a pixel phone or if it were on an iphone which is why i think it's it's absurd that's on sale already however yeah. maybe it's not absurd because here's the thing you know, it was really exciting to see to see them open up with that because yeah. I was just thinking they didn't save it for the end. They didn't save it for the end. I'm glad they just came out out of the gates with it. Like, hey, here's the foldable phone. You were asking us about this for the last couple of months. That's what we intended for you to do, and we planned this whole thing. Thank you for doing exactly <laughs> as we planned. Uh, but in all honesty, it's going to be a good thing for. For innovation, because we've been talking a lot about how smartphones feel like they have sort of stalled. And I think part of the reason they've stalled is because perhaps it is that they have peaked. Um, they are so useful now, or rather they're so ubiquitous and they're such a integral part of human life 
like this is it. This is how they've evolved. This is how we've evolved to use them as tools in our life. And now we have to kind of figure out new ways to consolidate these things. And this is just a step in, this is a step in a new direction, which I think is, yeah. is a good thing. I, I, I think generally that's a good thing for technology to, to do that. I don't think that this is a useless technology. I think this is a very useful thing. I think it's going to be very useful in the future. I just feel like it's so darn early uh, but at the same time, I think this is just a response. This is Samsung's response to to its army of fans and uh, and to those who just are absolutely into gadgets and are willing to drop the money for this sort of thing. The same yeah. way that they would drop all that money on a gold Apple Watch. <laughs> Actually, I was as I'm contemplating things that I have written already or will be writing later tonight, mm -hmm. I, I did absolutely think about like the solid gold <laughs> Apple Watch. And I was like, am, am, it's, is it okay for me to use this as another excuse to explain how stupid a product that this and, and borderline embarrassing a product the gold Apple Watch was? And I'm willing to say, yes, absolutely, because the only thing the gold, the $12,000 solid gold Apple Watch had. Was be ostentatious. That's all that it. Right, exactly. It, <laughs> it didn't. For. It, was, it looked exactly the same as the one that I paid $390 for. Exactly. Yeah. Ran the same software, same features. The only difference was that it was made out of gold and cost $12,000 and got, and you got, quote, concierge service when you picked it Versus up. Versus this, which is like, this is a really innovative new thing i it's mean you're basically yeah. it's it, you're right it is radically new and i i guess listen if if you are listening to our podcast and you are a person who is planning on on doing the deed and getting the galaxy fold when it is available you know let's talk i want to i want to hear your story i want to know your use case cuz here's the thing i posted this on instagram today because I've just been, like, posting stuff to Instagram again, I guess. And first of all, I heard from not one, not two, but three of my cousins. <laughs> I have a lot of cousins, by the way. Um, my mother's side of the family has a lot of children, so a lot of cousins. Um, and I heard from a bunch of friends and a lot of – I got a lot of drool face icons. <laughs> I got a lot of heart face icons. Honestly, I think this is really exciting, people. And so, look – the folding phone, it is not just a unicorn. Like, it is a thing. And yes, it costs a bunch of money, but you know what? It's good for all of us. So, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I'm really keen to see it because it's not just the uh, people who have to have the newest thing first. It, it's also going to be, again, people like Russell who are like <laughs> software developers yeah. and also like hardware designers uh, who work for Apple, That's who work true. for Google, who work for who are going to say, OK, so now we have an actual practical functioning version of this. What's working as users? What's working for us? And as designers, well, let's what, test it. Let's use it. What, what do we what ideas does it give us for ways mm -hmm. that we can take a Improve phone? Yeah, yeah. That, that, and even if even if it's not necessarily a phone that has this brand new style folding OLED screen. What if we've had these ideas, we've had these kind of sketchy ideas for 
uh, just book style devices that have two like four inch screens separated by a mechanical hinge. But now that I'm actually carrying this around on uh, on the Apple or the Google campus every day, I suddenly know exactly what we should the reason why we should build a device like that. I'm really excited to see that bridge device that people like you and I and I think most many of the of our listeners because we're so interested in technology it's like we can see that god there's there should it's the data we're looking at implies that there's another planet in the solar system because of the ways that other planets are moving around this thing that doesn't exist and for me one of these things is this bridge device between a phone and even a tablet, something that's just a little more than a phone that will make more people who are carrying around tablets or your notebooks who don't need to carry these things around. They just wish their phone were a little more something. There, That device has to be out there. And I think that this is at least more data or more experiments that we can do to try to find that device. I feel like this is a really good opportunity for us to segue Okay, yes. Uh, to, yes. So, so let's see. Uh, speaking of, uh, again, things that if any, if Google or Apple said, hey, we've got, uh, instead of having a fingerprint reader uh, that we, that you, you touch, that's an actual circle on the device, we've got an in-display ultrasonic fingerprint reader. I would say, wow, that's going to be exciting because, because it's an Apple or a Google product. I'm sure it works 100%. Samsung, of course, has their in-display ultrasonic fingerprint reader that's on at least half of the new devices that they introduced today. Uh, so let's hope it works. It does. Uh, it, I tried it. Okay, but but uh, <laughs> but I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about like in all kinds of situations. Yes, yes, yes. I know. So Sorry. The, 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 ba- the basic thing is that because it's actually part of the screen, which means that you don't know it's there until that you need to do some sort of a sign in, and suddenly the screen draws like a circle and a fingerprint. Say, here is the part where our sensor is. Touch right here. So it uses ultrasound instead of. Uh, projected light in order to make that map of your fingerprint. So now they made two claims when they were introducing this during the keynote. One is that they're claiming that because it uses ultrasound, it stands up better to like damp fingers. So if you're sweating or if your fingers are dry or cold or whatever, which A, kind of makes sense, and B, would be a really, really great thing because in the summertime, I'm <laughs> both in the summer and the winter. I'm, if I'm taking my hand out of a glove, it might be a little like a condensation e on the inside of the glove. So I might have to clean my finger oh, yeah. in order to make or it work. Right after you wash your hands and you try to right. unlock your phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I've been running into that. Yeah. Now the other the, the other claim they made is that it will also work better in bright light than uh, than the uh, light based fingerprint reader. And I'm saying. So you mean light that's getting between the loops and whirls of your finger and the glass that it's physically <laughs> in touch against? Are you saying that like in the beach? <laughs> I didn't get that at all. I actually have the Whiskey Tango Foxtrot acronym <laughs> next to that <laughs> note. <laughs> but it, uh, but it, I, I will say that as a design thing, it really does make the display look really, really interesting. Now mm-hmm. on... The t- on the cheapest one on the 10e and on the fold, uh, they have a they have a fingerprint reader that's actually on the side. It's, it's embedded in the power button, which is what we've seen like on the Pixel Slate. Uh, so you still, but but uh, that plus what they're calling the Infinity O display, mm. which means instead of having a uh, so instead of having like a chin or a or or a uh, or a or arch or whatever they're calling it, 
I've heard five different words for the brow, and I don't I don't like any of them. But so now they actually will have like a hole that's sort of punched in the OLED. The foot, I really like that. I thought it looked really, really good. It's, it was the, it's the first attempt to make a truly edge-to-edge, left-to-right, top-to-bottom display that really looks like it's truly an edge-to-edge, top-to-bottom display. I, I don't think that the, the chin or the notch is ugly, but it's definitely there. And I don't know that, the, uh, in my own personal tastes, I don't think that that's necessarily a big improvement over just having the screen end over at that top there. But this is truly, we have, we've just basically <laughs> painted a square of OLED pixels on your table here. <laughs> and there's a little circle over there. Don't mind the circle. But other, that, I thought that made a really, really good impact. But you, you've actually seen one. So what, what do you think? I mean, it looks good. Yeah. It looks good. The all the phones look really good, uh, but yeah, it's it's really pretty. I did, t- t- but did, did you notice that uh, Samsung did steal Apple's trick, where they the default wallpaper that's on all of these phones? It's like, oh look, there's swirls of color and like plasma and whatever, and the corner of the screen where the hole is happens to be the only section that transit tra- is. is completely black. So you it can't was see. super annoying. It was kind of <laughs> annoying because I when I was going through my footage and my pictures this afternoon, I realized that I couldn't tell which phone was which because it's different on the, so it's like a little hole punch on the S10e and then it's a bigger area on the regular S10. Yeah. So, so it, it's a, it's a great looking phone. I got to hand it to that. Um, another thing that's, I think legitimately cool is reverse charging. So they've had wireless charging oh, for a it's while. Super cool. Yeah. They, so, so they actually have they actually have a Qi uh, compatible uh, charging pad on the back of the phone. So if you've got like wireless uh, a wireless uh, excuse me like an Apple Watch that uses Qi, or if you've got wireless headbuds earbuds, you can just you can just drop it on the back of this phone and Galaxy Watch, not an Apple Watch. Or, well, no, but Galaxy, no, but the, the, the Apple Watch uses Qi charging too. But you can't use the Apple Watch with an Android phone. Well, you can charge it from an Android phone. I, you're, talk, you're talking to one of the few mutants, mutants that oh, owns, okay, I okay. own an Apple Watch, and I kind of like it. Andy can so. charge it. Well, the point is, they even in the demo, they're saying, no, 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 it's yes. not just Samsung products. Look, yes, we've yes, got yes. A, 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 an un, unnamed third-party phone that's sort of like kissing, <laughs> lying on top of the uh, of our of our device. And look, they're transmitting to each other. Uh, I don't... I'm not sure Keynotes how are weird these days. Yeah, it's we're gonna we're get again. This is this is material after dark. Boom, 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 boom. So, uh, so we're certainly not talking about get like a full charge on your iPhone 10 or on your Pixel phone from this thing. But we'll we're certainly talking again if you've got like a fitness band or a small device, getting a or very, the Samsung buds because the these Samsung charge. Buds. You right. just put them on top. Or for if for a phone, at least getting enough charge in there that you can make that emergency call or enough for you've got a half hour or two. So you can actually call, you can actually fire up Lyft and get a call, get, get a car or use your Google Pay to actually pay mm-hmm. for your parking because you didn't take any money with you because you thought, hey, I've got my phone. That's all I need. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was really that's a really positive, cool thing. 
um, let's see, let's, let's go, let's not a whole lot of other things to talk about. Uh, 5G, they got the Galaxy 5G model, uh, big deal. Uh, because yeah, 5G yeah, I'm doing a shrug emoji right now. Yeah, I mean, it's 5G isn't really going to be a thing until at least a year. Um, you can also buy the, by the way, the Galaxy Fold either in LTE or 5G. I imagine that, God, if you're in for, if if you think that the phone is going to last more than a year, you may as well pay whatever extra it's going to cost to get 5G. Because again, if, if I don't think 5G is going to be a thing for the life of whatever brand new phone you yep. buy this year. So don't worry about it. But okay, so it's there. Uh, they have a uh, three camp. Oh, the, but the 5G model is the only model with a 3D re- rear camera. Yes. So the, the 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 expensive Galaxy 10s all have three cameras as their main cameras: regular, telephoto, and ultra wide. Uh, 12 megapixels and 16 megapixels on the ultra wide lens. With a 5G, you also get an additional rear camera that will let you do augmented reality, like 3D uh, depth sensing. So you can do like not fake bokeh, but real bokeh. Okay, if that's that's nice. We'll once again we'll see how well that works compared to all of the computational photography that Apple is doing and Google is doing. Um, the only the only other feature that I thought was really interesting is that so many of these phones they've got like huge amounts of application RAM, which is I don't know if it's just a numbers game. So the the the, uh, the if if you if you're going for again the super phone in the lineup the the traditional. Uh, Galaxy S10, you can get up to a terabyte of storage plus whatever you add via micro SD mm-hmm. and up to 12 gigabytes of application mm-hmm. RAM. On the and, plus version, yeah. Yep. And I, I'm i just curious to know if this is, uh, aside from how much it contributes to the cost of the phone, it's not as though it's going to be a handicap to have way more application RAM than you need. Like on, but like on the iPhone, they don't really have to talk about how much RAM the phone it has the phone has for memory because it does such a good job of application mm-hmm. and memory management. But maybe Android is a different story. Um, I've just I've never run into any problems on my Pixel version one, so it seems it seems to me as though if you have a decent amount of RAM, yeah. like four gigs, you're good. Anything above that. So long as you don't have a crazy folding phone with a huge screen that can run three applications at the same time, you, you're okay with four or six. Well, Samsung wants you to run Dex on this thing. Yeah, Samsung true. wants you to use apps with that. Samsung wants you to shoot 4K video. You've got quad HD buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. It is just <laughs> like these phones are just, it, it really is. It, it just feels like a maelstrom of, of buzzwords when we talk about phones outside of, because it's, it's very interesting the way Google sort of markets its things and the way Samsung does it. Samsung does it with a lot of punchiness. Like it's, it's very punchy. It's very like, Ooh, ah, yeah. Lights flashing features. Whoa. Yeah. This for free too. And it's like, Oh wow. That's really fast for me. And sometimes as a consumer, I'm, I'm very like, hold on there. Horsey. I'm not quite ready for all of that. Kind of like the subdued nature of the pixel marketing where it's like, this will just make your life better. You know what I mean? Um, Look, kitty photos. Because all with be, one lens. But this is like not a. This is not hardware for me. I'm not. Yeah. 
I, I'm not the demographic for this particular device. There are a lot of people who are really into Samsung and Samsung phones, and this is going to make them this. This whole lineup today is going to make them really excited. I mean, there's even like the smaller Galaxy, the the S10e, which is like yeah. a smaller screen. It has uh, it doesn't have the ultra inches. wide. Yeah, it doesn't have yeah, which is like still pretty pretty decent. It doesn't have one of the cameras that the other S10s have. Uh, it has a couple just a couple minor differences, but I held it and my gosh, that thing felt so great. Yeah. It's just very interesting. It's interesting. I do want to just point out. One thing is that for all the things that Android, or excuse me, for all the things that Samsung did talk about, the thing that isn't very much mentioned was Android. And just <laughs> yes. like there were subtle mentions, like there were mentions of Google, Google was included in the demos, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> there was never like a, you know, we're like, there was this one line where they were talking about the hardware, they, the hardware is so and so percentage faster the graphics card is so and so percentage faster but like what about the software updates <laughs> you know like what about your commitment to android what about how it's going to integrate with what google's doing as a partner like what about all of these things as an android user and at what point do we stop i don't know like at one point it's just it's it's a very interesting the way it's it's diverging it's yeah. very interesting you it's... know it's like you have the Google route and then you have like all the manufacturers and it's, it's very obviously we're going to remain in that fragmentation forever as long as Android yeah. exists. S Samsung heavily skins their, uh, skins their version of Android. It is going to be, these phones are all going to strip with Android nine, Android pie, but you have to mention that it's got the Samsung experience overlaid on top of it. So, which is a lot better now, yeah. But it's worth mentioning that a lot of people still still aren't on Pi, and they just bought a Note recently. Yeah, but so... it's, it's a lot less. <laughs> there was a time when it was really, really necessary for a manufacturer to improve Android by adding some additional coherence to the user interface and adding basic features that uh, Google had yet to get around to. And now it seems as though, geez, I mean. It, you have to really justify getting uh, overriding some of the what I think are really great decisions that Google has been making for the past two or three years, um, and a lot of it is brand loyalty for people to think that no, 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 I'm not running the, to their, their perception is not that I'm running an Android phone, but I'm running a Samsung phone, mm, a oh, Galaxy that's right. phone. It's, it says somewhere mm. on the box that it runs Android, but <laughs> it's got the Google Play Store. But okay, uh, so that's it's, but that's it's almost okay because they also. They've also carved out a unique and really cool piece of turf, which is uh, we make probably the industry's best super phone. And I don't think even Apple can claim that when you have the Galaxy S10 Plus, that everything these are for the these are the reasons why I think a lot of people have gone from buying a lap instead of buying a laptop last year, maybe they bought a Chromebook last year. Because for them, they do so much. They're not only do they lead a phone-centric computing lifestyle, but also the phone that they buy, the phone that they're willing to spend thirteen hundred dollars for to get the top of the line version, the the the, the highly specked out version of the top of the line flagship, is the Samsung Galaxy S 
eight, nine, ten, and it is such a capable device that every year another task or two or three gets moved over to the phone. And these are the people who want the eight gigabytes of storage, uh, excuse me, of application RAM, and who want the one terabyte of storage. Uh, and these are the people who are, might be trying to figure out if they can wait for the Galaxy S10 Note with the S Pen, even larger display. Um, it's it's an interesting position to be in. Um, we got uh, one last thing before we go to our second ad, and then start talking about a couple of things that are have nothing to do with <laughs> with the with Samsung's announcement. Yeah, we're moving on. We're, we're sorry. <laughs> we are you. we are moving on. <laughs> we were entertaining each other with <laughs> with conversations about what we thought about lots of things. We we hope that 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 intersects with your desires for such a podcast. But we appreciate that those of you who didn't are no longer listening. So. There's no need for us to apologize to anybody. Uh, so I just want to say there is a, another feature that is common to, I think, all of these devices. Now, let's just I, – I don't want to – I know. I, I correct myself. I was being nice. I do want to throw shade on every device manufacturer who deleted a headphone jack and gave us some BS excuse for why they had to do this and why – each one of these Galaxy S10 devices has a headphone jack. It also has IP68 water resistance and dust resistance. So they were man- you know, they, they still have managed to crack that problem of having a headphone jack without compromising the, the, the integrity of the phone. And, well, what do you know? They're also able to make the screen take up the entire bezel without running out of room to include a headphone jack. And they're, they're also able to add entirely new features such as in-device charging of other dev- of, of other wireless charging devices. A lot. And, and a third and a fourth camera, all while still having plenty of room for a headphone jack without making the thing any thicker than any other phone on the market. So if you are an engineer working at Apple or Google or any of these other companies that have deleted the headphone jack and insisted that your hands were tied and no one is using headphone jacks before, if this is making you feel defensive or even a little bit bad about your product, that was really my intention. Give me my headphone jack Give me my headphone jack. Give me my freaking headphone jack. Thank you. And now, time for an ad. This episode of Material is also brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online site. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Seriously, if you're thinking about starting a website and you just have no idea where to begin, it doesn't matter what the website is for. Squarespace can help you get it started. It can help you do it easily. It can help you do it quickly and efficiently. And you know what? It's it's effective. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com material. 
when you decide to sign up. Use our offer code, which is material, to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And to show your support for us, the Material Podcast, your favorite podcast, right? You love us. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash material and the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their continued support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. <laughs> okay, so now, was, there, was there anything we didn't discuss that you were you want to talk about? Because again, you were, the, you were the person on the scene. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of it, Andy. I'm so tired. Uh, no, more more stuff will come up. I'm still uh, I'm still processing. So, <laughs> well, okay. So we still there's uh, some interesting things that uh, are taking place this week. Um, I was both. Uh, so there was a piece of news where Google posted something to the YouTube blog about saying, uh, "quote Making our strikes system more clear and consistent." I thought, yes. Finally, the, the 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 copyright strike system on YouTube has been an absolute crap storm for months and years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and finally they're listening to these problems because the, the amongst the many many problems are that oftentimes the reasons why a, a video or a channel gets a copyright strike is not very very clear, uh, but the bigger difficulty is that. Uh, you have large video producers, commercial video producers, who have just bots that look for what uh, what an algorithm thinks to be a copyright match, and so they will just procedurally and automatically via software initiate a strike against your video when the only thing that was <laughs> infringing, quote unquote, is that both you and the people who filed this strike against you both use the same public domain clip of video available on archive.org. But because part of your video was the same as this other video, their algorithm said, oh, copyright strike. Uh, And even worse than that is that there are a whole bunch of bad people who are really, who are actually holding entire channels hostage by saying the, the so it's a it's a three strikes and you're out system where if you get one copyright strike you'll get a oh well maybe you don't understand how the copy what, what's copyright what you can and can't post please There's a watch YouTube this video, video about it exactly <laughs> you get forced to watch you, you basically have to go to like you know uh, uh, the driver uh, uh, what's what's that class you have to go to driver's to get, ed driver's well, ed no, no, uh, whatever the, whatever it is where say so we'll we'll take points off your license or if you sit through six hours worth of naughty driver training why you shouldn't be speeding we'll take it off <laughs> so basically so the strike two and they warn you okay look if it's a third strike we might have to take down your entire channel and you'll lose like all of your content so a lot of these bad people are saying we're filing one strike two strike and then contacting the 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 channel owner saying and if you unless you give us you you wire you bitcoin us five bitcoin to this address we will file a third strike and youtube will will take down your entire channel and because it's almost imp- the entire system at youtube is designed so that well there be it was designed in the hippy dippy days of like the early 2000s the or the late 1990s where nobody would have any 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 motivation whatsoever to file a copyright strike that wasn't justified. So the whole system is geared towards assuming that a copyright strike is justified and making it really really difficult or uh, or opaque to fight it and sometimes impossible to fight it. So wow, great. So they're finally listening to all these complaints I've been reading about and following for for a long long time. 
but they screwed it up. Almost the entire blog post is about, and so that's why we're, we're, we're creating new videos and new blog content to explain to you ignorant idiots why you're violating copyright and why we have to punish you. Don't worry. We know that you're just a bunch of dopes who don't know what you're doing and don't know that what you're doing is evil and horrible. But you know what? Because we're nice, we want to educate you. Um, and the, the, no, that's not the point. That really is not what we're talking about. The only thing that even kind of uh, attempts to address the real problem is the last bullet point where it says, finally, we want to, we always want to make it clear why a strike occurred, what it means for your channel, and the next steps that are available, including appealing the decision in case you make a mis- you think it was a mistake, blah, blah, blah. If that means that they're going to put more human beings on on the case so that if a channel owner emails their contacts at YouTube and saying, Hey, look, there's a copyright strike that is not justified. Are they going to get a response in a timely fashion? Or is this just, is the deletion of their channel, just a boulder that once it's been pushed off the top of the cliff cliff is just not going to stop until it smashes its way all the way through to the bottom of the hill. So I hope they do more to address the problem, to defend channel owners from abuse of copyright strikes. I don't think they're doing it yet. I'm more I'm more concerned about other things on I know this is not like <laughs> ooh I'm going to I'm going to upset a creator and I, I I do apologize. I think this is just because I'm coming from a different scope uh because I'm not using YouTube as a platform for anything honestly. Uh but I, I I would like to see other things on YouTube addressed, but I I do think it's good that I do think it's good that YouTube continues to create ways to just make its platform more cohesive and make people feel safer on there as creators. But I also kind of feel like there's a lot of animals on this farm and this farm (laughs) hasn't had fences ever. And fencing in all those animals is going to be really hard. (laughs) So I'm going to leave you with that metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, Lots of cows and chickens and turkeys, you know? <laughs> well, no, no one wants to be the police force, but sometimes you, you, when we went to school, we always had those classes, hopefully not very many of them over the course of our 12-year public school career, where the teacher through inaction made it really, really clear that whatever you kids are doing to each other is your problem and not mine. So if you if if so long as you're not as long as I'm only hearing one of you kids punching the other and mm-hmm. I don't see it I only see a kid on the on the floor with a bloody face that's not my problem I don't know why you're not in your chair you should get back in your chair or I'm sending you to the principal's office and then they're the ones who realize that no I'm I am more than nominally in control of this room if people are misbehaving and there's not a rule right now to prevent them from misbehaving that I need to create that rule and enforce that rule because again as someone who has been to public <laughs> public school public junior high public high school public middle school uh, elementary school but it's usually the animals come out in, and the animals and the bad teachers come out in junior high and high school it's like if you don't – if you let jerks be jerks and if jerks learn that they can get away with this because you don't care about their jerk behavior, they're going to just become bigger and more malicious jerks. And YouTube, you have a jerk problem. You need to address it. <laughs> 
Um, the last thing uh, to talk about is uh, something I thought was pretty cool. Um, a new feature is coming to Chrome OS uh, that uh, Google engineers have spoken about as being on the list for the future, but it looks like we're finally going to be actually getting uh, virtual, uh, quote, virtual desks in Chrome OS or, uh, or workspaces. This is that feature you probably use on your other operating systems where you have all your wind application doc you can have basic you can have multiple desktops and switch between them so it's that beautiful yeah exactly so like i've got when i'm working on a column like all my documents and all of my research and all my uh, browser tabs are in one space but then when i want to go to mail i can go to another totally clean desktop that just has my mail client and a couple other things uh so that looks like it's coming to, to chrome os uh this thanks to uh i think i got this through nine to five google but i'm sure that other people. Uh, spotted it first uh there's a new commit to the chromium project the open source code it's called quote virtual desks one colon initial scaffolding so yes we are talking about a trilogy <laughs> that creates a new shared universe of desks a desk world as it were uh, <laughs> uh but it doesn't i mean it, it doesn't do anything really right now but it does show the basic interface for adding new workspaces and how and basically a, a very familiar looking fat bar of thumbnails of existing desk workspaces for navigating between them or dragging and drop windows between them uh and i thought this was wonderful because it makes chrome os even more of a productivity thing it's also a natural thing to have in place if you're going to have windows 10 support for instance put windows 10 in its own workspace separate from anything else but still you can interact with it um the negative thing I was thinking is that the whole point of Chrome OS is that it's simple and it's stable and it's foolproof. Okay, we're past that. Listen, I, I we're know, past. I okay. know, but you I, want I just, stable, I, you want simple, you go buy a two hundred dollar Chromebook. When you want something a little bit more, then you should get something a little bit more. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, and and to be fair, these are all all these features I'm like. No, 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 no. I mean, like all these extra features that we have beyond the the computer operating system that's just a, a browser window, like support for Android apps, support for Linux, uh, support for like local file storage. None of these have made the thing worse. I want to say, and it's not as though uh, it's true. In your, it's it's not like uh, features in uh, Mac OS or Windows or Linux where they're there and you have to deal with them whether you use these features or not. It's if you don't want to use android apps just don't install them and if you don't want to use linux then just don't go into settings and turn on support for linux and download linux desktops and linux stuff like that i'm yeah. just worried that there's going to be a time where the 500 the really cool mid-range 500 dollars chrome os laptop that used to be as absolutely easy to use and rock stable as an ipad is now as stable as an android phone which is pretty stable but definitely keep one foot on the floor so that you have to make a quick getaway just in case i don't know i just think that whatever they are doing to chrome is just making it this is you know good for google <laughs> and they're just get, they're just making the purchase of a pixel book they're justifying yeah, it for true. so many people right now yeah. with and they're trying to justify people coming to the pixel slate and spending all that money. And I just think it's, I just think it's a beautiful thing. And I am a huge nerd. 
as we all know, uh, that I that I really am a huge nerd and there is nothing I love more than the birth and rise of a desktop operating system. It is yeah. so beautiful to just watch this thing. Not only that, but I am just so sick of the like binary software world. Like, come on, it can't just be Mac and PC forever here, folks. And I know, I know the Linux folks out there are going to say, hey, it's Linux too, but I'm talking... I'm talking full on mainstream here. I'm talking like you go to Best Buy and you're going to buy this right now. And when you go to Best Buy, you've got one Mac because <laughs> that's all they're allowed to put there. Uh, a whole row of PCs and then at least three Chromebooks. So that's, that's, the, that's the world we live that's in a, and I am loving it. That's a that's a good point. I just I just have to mention that that we 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 want to get all this stuff while still not winding up with something like Windows or or worse like Windows it's Seven, true. where you're talking about thirty years of legacy code that's <laughs> sort of building up into each other. I mean, this is the all this is sort of uh, for the first time thinking that maybe Chrome OS, if we were to make an analogy to NASA. Maybe Chrome OS is like Project Gemini, where you had Project on our way to Project Apollo and landing on the moon. You had Project Apollo, which is about actually going to the moon. You had Project Mercury, which is let's figure out how to get men into low orbit or orbit without killing them. But Project Gemini was okay. So now let's figure out how to build a spacecraft that can stay in space for two weeks' time and that can rendezvous and dock. And to we let's figure out how to do spacewalks. So we have like Android. Which is, which is, and for a long time will be a great phone operating system, but was not a complete success, we can agree, as a tablet or as a notebook operating system. So that was Project Mercury in terms of like desktop sort of stuff. And we've got Project Fuchsia coming up in the near future, which is Google's own. We are throwing away. Yeah, we're not even forgetting. using. We're not even using Linux. We are starting from the absolute ground up, creating an absolute, not just twenty first century operating system, but mid twenty first century operating system. So maybe Chrome OS is like these Gemini capsules that are a little bit ungainly and they're a little bit weird. And I suppose, and there, there actually were plans to adapt a Gemini capsule to do like a lunar mission if Apollo was a whole failure, but you know, it only kind of almost would have worked. And it had injection, they had ejection seats instead of an escape tower because they thought that here's something we could play with, but it definitely would have killed both astronauts if they were ever used. All this where it's, it's going to get a little bit more ungainly before it teaches us what what teaches Google what they need to build for for Project Fuchsia. It's it's a, it's so it can be a little bit of a of a platypus while still being an important and useful thing. Why has everybody got to be down on the platypus? <laughs> I don't mean I'm, that's awesome. What is not awesome about a platypus? I'm, uh, Kevin Smith had a huge uh, rant about platypus. He was probably once, high when I that think. happened. Uh, fair, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I am just, again, the nerd in me is just incredibly excited for all of these things. This is what I love. This is the, this is the stuff that I love. It brings me back to good old times before smartphones, before this world was as, before this tech world was as complicated as it is now. You know how complicated it is. Not only did I have to install the Samsung gear, Samsung wear app, I also had to install the wear app plugin. For the buds specifically. They're Sorry. I just again. 
Just want to remind you, Google. I happen to have an example versus... right here. See, this is called this is called a headphone plug, and you but plug these it into ones the you go plug in it into your the ears phone, and they just stay and, in there. And and music goes into from the phone to your ears, and you don't have to install any set any software, and you don't have to agree to have your data collected and sold. Well, wow. Maybe the, may, maybe I actually want to hear the soundtrack to West Side Story without being notified of who's posting something on Instagram. <laughs> la, 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 la. Mom has sent you a message. America. Yeah. You're no, no joke. I had to. I, so the only thing I don't like about my Google Pixel USB C buds is that I have to like I had to remember to turn off the feature where it helpfully explains to you, like like I hear oh bing okay so there's a notification I can ignore that and then ten seconds later when I don't press a button like, did you know that by pressing and holding the top button <laughs> I can read to like. Me. No, I was really thinking that I was listening to this really dramatic part of this podcast where someone was finally coming to felt as though they'd made a breakthrough on their mental illness and how it has been affecting their lives and their work. But please, thank you for remove for totally dispelling this veil yeah, of emotional connection I was happening. <laughs> everything, my goodness. Uh, oh boy, it's it's been it's been a week, Andy. This is, <laughs> we're recording this on the night of Wednesday. It's technically morning for Andy, and it's been a week, folks. Thanks for being here with us. Bars don't close here until another fifteen minutes. I can get one more round of orders in. <laughs> yes. So this has yes. been another episode of Material After Dark. Boom, 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 boom. Next week, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Harry Belafonte has entertained us with stories of his recent press tour. Leroy Neiman has been painting portraits of all of our guests over the course of the taping. Uh, Yeah, so I think that'll do it for this week. Anything especially wonderful coming up in the next week that you want people to know about? Uh, yes, uh, you know, if you'd like to support me, you can go to my website at florenceion.com, uh, or you can find me on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash ohthatflow. <laughs> and we don't, ha- we don't, we're working on a put a bunch of money in a box and mail it to us option of member support. Uh, we haven't f- finalized those deals yet, but if you go to relay.fm slash material, uh, you can become a member of material of uh, relay.fm. A sustaining member. A sustaining member. It does sustain us. It keeps, it keeps me in clear alcohol. Won't enter you into a raft to win a Subaru, which is usually what my uh, NPR affiliate does. <laughs> it goes. Which is a very Bay Area thing. <laughs> Support your local radio and also enter a raffle to win a car that will take you to the forest. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> Andy? <laughs> in, in New England, most most of our public uh, public broadcasting is like, donate to public broadcasting and we won't bother you for at least another three months about why we need your money. That should be <laughs> Keep the car. We'll just knock another week off of our pledge drive. <laughs> uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening to Material this week. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful seven days. Material.